you know, for those of you who are tapped into our, our emails, you know, that one of the things that I believe is a way to learn how to do something is to actually learn it from the negatives. And by that, I mean, learning it through knowing what not to do. And it provides you a very unique context for knowing it from that lens, right? It really lets you know uh, mistakes as they arise or warning signs as they pop up because you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, this is one of the not to do's. This is uh, something that I should avoid. So those are early signs that I think can really help you master something inside out and not just only expecting things to go right. Because quite frankly, when you're building something from the beginning, from the start, or even if you're looking to scale it, there's not much that goes right. There's progress, right? But you're not going to see a tremendous amount of things happen where you're saying, oh yeah, that checks the box. That's exactly how I learned it. Or that's exactly how this teacher or this trainer or this coach told me it's going to go. So sometimes just knowing things not to do when building a brand, that could be a tremendous amount of help for you knowing what not to avoid, what's a warning sign, what is the time that you might want to reroute or change or adjust or make an adjustment, or actually you're doing just fine, keep going. So I wanted to start, you know, the dialogue there uh, around some things not to do. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't know, I don't know if everybody's going to agree with me, but this is based off what I've seen what have I, I've experienced, right? When, when building a brand, don't always go with, I have a passion, let me, let me create a brand, right? And, and listen, this is what I say about it. it. It's all about being strategic because sometimes we confuse passion and hobbies. And passion lasts forever, for, for a very long time, and hobbies last for a very small season, right? So we may be creating a brand that we're instantly not thinking longevity. We're just thinking of the right now. And we have to think about what is something that could last if you say a year, I'll say seven. Mm. What could at least last seven years? So you're like, yo, this, this could last like I'm, I'm coming up with my year plan, my five-year plan. Okay, what about seven? What about 16-year plan? I'm picking random numbers, right? Because, of course, we have those milestones, the five-year, 10, 20, whatever, right? But sometimes we got to, like, shift the mind real quick into, like, let's, let me think of an, even, uh, an odd number, right? Because now it... it it kind of triggers you to think, hmm, can it last? Like, I I'm cool with five, but can it last seven? Like, can it last this month? Like, maybe I just like doing this in the meantime because you're going to get hit in the mouth with a lot of things when it comes to building a brand because it's not just about the passion part. You've got to bring the business part into it. It's going to be uncomfortable you're gonna have some really bad days. Mm. And it's okay, but can you have consistent bad days and still have that passion, right? So I, I actually am, am saying when you want to start a brand, identify 
the long-term goals. Identify the long-term goals. Identify if this is something you can do. Is this something that you want to scale or maybe you don't want to scale, right? I love the model, I'm gonna be honest with you, I love the model that Kith has that we went over one of the podcasts where it's like, yo, not everything is meant to scale. Mm. But can we have the expectations set up front? Because if you're saying not everything's meant to scale and let's say you get a lot of bread, is your is your is your vibe going to change? You know? So hobby, passion, what is it? Can I think of a long-term plan before I really get into, let me start a brand. Let me start taking this serious because it could just be something that you're doing for the season. You brand it very well and then it goes away. And so now it actually loses credibility with your audience for whenever you really do your brand. So that's what I mean. Is that, is that the same as, you know, when some people say, you build businesses to sell them or you start businesses to sell them. Would you say doing something for a season in the, in the digital world is the equivalent of starting something to sell it? Because, you know, like I think about it, you can't really sell a personal brand. Right. You may partner, you may collaborate, Mm -hmm. but most personal brands are difficult to sell because it's you. You're not going to sell yourself to a different company or organization unless you sign on to, let's say, a bigger media hub or something like that. But would you say that's the equivalent of selling a business or starting to sell? You're just doing it for a season. And then once that's through, you're done. Yeah, I would, I would give it that same, I would give it that same vibe. Um, I didn't, I never really thought of it kind of that way, but if, if you think about it, cause you kind of like, you kind of get your, your, your money and you go right. When you do it in those, those kind of seasons, same kind of when you sell the business, you build it up so you can sell it for a good amount of money and then you're gone. So that, that is definitely, definitely a way to think about it. Of course, you would want to do that multiple times. So then from a totality of the brand of now what you're building a company, like then you could sell the whole thing because it's a proven model over and over again. But I never, yeah, I never thought about that. Look at you. It just came to my mind. I'm like, yo, I'm literally thinking about the context of, you know, people say most businesses are started to be sold because very few, if we're just looking at statistics alone, very few survive past a certain point. Right. Now, sometimes when you just play the numbers game, that's a good strategy to have, but I've just, I've never seen that translated into the digital space or to the, or to the online world, because again, you're starting something uh, that, that revolves around you. Now, I know that there's a lot of people who have dialogue or conversation or even honestly an internal struggle because they feel that they are a multifaceted, multi-talented person. So that, that, that almost brings on the dilemma of niching down or what makes it so difficult to do. It's, uh, I, should I go with this or should I go with that? I'm just messing with you. But no, that, that part is real though. It's uh, the whole idea of wanting to pick between two things and not knowing which way to go or, or something like that. But, but that, that is pretty interesting. We got to probably dive into that a little bit more. Well, I would think, 
I would think more that's more of a a side hustle than a business. You feel what I'm saying? Like, if if you think about just real world things, like there's people who will forever hustle on the smallest things, right? If we think about back in the day, there were you you have all the the no, and not even back in the day. Go to Chinatown, you still have everybody on the streets selling whatever they need to sell, Good. right? But they could possibly have another whole job or something. They may have a a, a nine to five we don't know about, but on the side, they do that. I think of it more when you create something, it's for a season and then it's gone. I think more of that of a side hustle than necessarily anything else. The one thing that I've noticed we've almost sidestepped and completely always brush under the rug, assuming that everybody knows, we often assume or we don't really discuss really the importance of branding. Can, can you just give a refresher of why brand is so important in, in today's world, regardless of product, service, it, 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 the whole nine? Why? Can you just talk about like why brand is so important? And it's what we know of you. It's your reputation, right? It's what's burnt in our mind of who you are or what your brand is, right? Um, I'll give a, like a quick example when we were thinking about changing the name, yeah. right? Um, we had a, a great conversation with CJ and uh, we were thinking, yo, we could just change it up just for protection of us, right? It could last. If something was to happen to either one of us, this can continue on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the good thing and the bad thing about branding. Oh, we branded it so well that 90% of the people who said, yo, what's the new name? No, Nikki and Moose. We're talking mm-hmm. about, right? And so yeah. we talked to CJ, like, yo, you, you branded it too well. You're going to create confusion. And now you're going to make it look like, well, the old thing is irrelevant. When that's not necessarily the case, you just changed the name. But now you're making it feel like the, the old thing and no one really wants to go and rock with the old thing. They want the new, new. So it's been burnt in people's mind, Nikki and Moose, Nikki and Moose. That's it, right? So we can't necessarily change it because our reputation, our image, you know, what you think of us is the both of us. And if one of us, if something happened to either one of us, it shouldn't continue Anyways, right? So what people think of you is super important. It's not necessarily the marketing is important. Don't get it twisted because that's how your message gets out. That's how your brand gets out. But you can't have any type of marketing if you don't necessarily have the brand on lock and what people have embedded in their mind about you not what you think your brand is, but what the mm-hmm. people think your brand is, is what's important. Uh, but no, I, I was going to say that one of the things that I love about brand is that when done correctly, it actually increases value, right? Like, like just just a simple symbol, a, sim- a simple logo, uh, a name, letters, symbols, they can increase the value of a thing 
when done correctly, right? Think of just a plain old shoe. You can go to Payless and get a plain old shoe. But the minute that check is put across that shoe, it, it increases in value tremendously. More importantly, the way you feel about the shoe, when you wear it, it, it even creates different types of emotions inside of you because you know that you're wearing a reputable brand, a brand that people know, like, and respect, a brand that is associated with positive things and, and accomplishing your fears and getting in shape and doing all of these things. So just know that in addition to just the concept of branding, or if you ever think, you know, why do we talk about it so much on the show? We, of course, dabble in business as well, but branding is also a big part of it. The main reason is because of that. At the end of the day, when two, when you're choosing between two companies and you're thinking about, should I go with this one or that one, you're ultimately going to make a decision between how a brand connected with you and created some form of emotion or connection with you through their marketing and branding efforts. So that's super important, man. And, and that's why we're starting to embody this idea that brand is important for everybody. We talk about personal brand, especially if you're someone who is a, a creative entrepreneur, someone who is maybe trying to uh, get their service in front of more people. So we, we talk to those people a little bit more because you, you, you almost have to make something out of nothing and, and really push credibility in front of people through your brand and using social media and all these things. But at the end of the day, that's incredibly important. So to that, I'll start with saying one of the things to not do or something to avoid in the beginning I like to always start with self and think about everything that I do from an inside approach, inside out approach. And I would say, make sure you do the inner work to not associate your value with the success of your brand. They are two separate entities. There's a lot of people who go through challenges or they're unable to stay consistent because so much of what they do becomes who they are instead of them being two separate things that are not really dependent on one another. Now that'll help you if let's say you're doing really well, you're gating the numbers that you, that you aspire, maybe even doing better than you expected. That will help boost your self-esteem. But what happens when it doesn't go according to plan? What happens when people don't respond? What happens when people are actually hating on you and they're, they're maybe leaving negative comments on you? If your self-esteem or self-worth is, worth is tied to the brand, you're actually going to decrease in value. You might start to question, should I even be doing this? Is this even, is this even helping anyone? Is this even valuable? So the one thing that I will say in the beginning, if you are someone who's concerned about appearing inconsistent to people, or you question whether or not you have the ability to be consistent over a long period of time, I will highly encourage you to start working on yourself first, to work on your self-esteem, your self-worth, your confidence, a lot of these things so that you're not so much dependent upon other people's approval so that you stay consistent with a thing. You separate those two. You say, this is who I am. This is what makes me me. This is what makes me valuable. And this is what I do. Now, yes, it's a personal brand, but yet they are separate. They don't depend on each other to drive value. So God forbid, should anything happen, at least you have your, your mental health, right? You have yourself still intact. So I will say that that definitely is, is one of the things that if I could go back from the beginning, 
I would make sure them things, them two things are totally separate. They have nothing to do with each other. The foundation is important. And so what I mean by that is understand your vision for your brand. Understand your vision for the brand. Do not, one of the biggest mistakes I've seen is that people give up certain responsibilities for their brand too soon. Not saying don't, right? Don't delegate, don't give it up if that's not your strength. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is before you do that, do you know what your brand's supposed to look like? Do you know how it's supposed to sound? Do you know the feeling that your audience is supposed to have, right? You may not necessarily be the best executor in getting what's in your head out to the world. It may look crazy to you, right? And I'm not saying do do it all the time, but you have to understand before you give it up to a social media manager, to a content creator, to, um, I don't know, uh, somebody who does the assisting and all that stuff, like high level stuff as well. Before you give certain responsibilities up for your brand, do you know your brand? Do you, do you know really what it's supposed to do? Because if not, then you are giving up your creativity and you're giving up the heart of the brand to people who may not have the same interests or understand fully what the brand is supposed to do because you don't know what the brand is supposed to do. How can anybody else give it any kind of energy, any kind of heart, if you don't know? Now, you... There's still certain things with uh, Deeper Than The Brand that I can't fully map out per se, but I understand the big goal and the big vision, right? The minor details I struggle with. That's just who I am, right? I struggle with the minor details, but from... uh, Zero to 100, I know that one. The numbers in between, I'm going to skip a few, right? I'm going to skip a few. But I know what it's supposed to do, how it's supposed to sound, who is it supposed to help, right? That unique feeling that it's supposed to do, right? The culture it's supposed to create, I know these things. Now the rest, I'm going to have to get help for. How that's going to get executed, I'm going to need help for. But it took a while for me to understand that whole thing. It took a while. And to the point where, and it's funny, I was having um, a a conversation with Inc. As always, shout out to Inc., right? And I was talking about, I'll go a little personal. Um, I was talking about my therapy session. Moose knows about it, right? And, um what he was so amazed about he was like yo um after after your session did what was the feelings that you have I was like I'm excited because I love the process of 
figuring out what's next. I'm not on some like, well, who has the answers? Take this away from me so I could figure it out. No, I, there's certain things clearly because to get to the next level, there's certain things that even though I may be ready, I'm now reading a book about building your second brain, right? A system situation that maybe needed to be in place before I could even get it to the next level, right? Before, okay, I'm ready. You know, got hit with, no, you got to meditate. You got to have balance, right? And now certain things are opening up. I'm saying all that because though there, there is a brand that you want, right? There, you want to have a successful brand. There are certain things that you have to go through and and have the process of going through for you to fully get that success, for you to even fully uh, feel confident that this is a brand, right? And it's it's never going to work out the way you want it or in the time that you want it. But if you pay attention to this is the reason why and this is the real major goal, then there's going to be certain things that come in place, whether it's people, whether it's uh, books, whether it's tools or resources, that's what's going to pop up. That's going to be like, oh, this makes sense for my brand.